Revelation chapter 4, beginning in verse 9. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, and palm branches were in their hands, and they cry out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The evangelist is witness to the next phase of worship, focused upon the Lord God Almighty and his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. The gathering is gigantic. There is no way to even estimate the enormity of the throng. What is known is the representation. Every political group, family, clan, and population can be found in the massive crowd. Imagine every language, modern and ancient, developed from Genesis 11, used as communication throughout the multitude. Their collective identity is known from chapter 5 of John's narrative. Jesus ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. These are the redeemed saints, brought together as a single congregation. They are easily identifiable by their raiments, white robes. These are the uniforms of what Spurgeon called the church triumphant. Beginning with the establishment of the Feast of Tabernacles in Leviticus 23.40, you shall rejoice before the Lord your God using palm branches. This celebration was continued in John 12.13. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. The loud cry here is one of the ultimate gratitude for the salvation that comes from the Father and the Son. And all the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The worship expands encompassing the angels, the elders, and the four living creatures. 
they assume a posture of complete submission, falling on their faces, as the 24 elders did earlier. The worship amounts to a doxology. In some churches, a simple 25-word version of this hymn of praise is a regular feature in services. Interestingly, it has a name. Old 100th, a tune written in the mid-16th century by Louis Bourgeois. It was an Englishman, Thomas Ken, who put the English words to Bourgeois' tune in the latter half of the 17th century. The doxology most familiar today extends Trinitarian praise to a single aspect of God, blessings. The heavenly praise lifted by the throngs here includes six other attributes, glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are clothed in the white robes, who are they, and where have they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. One of the elders turns to John, asking about the identity of the multitude. The exchange is reminiscent of Ezekiel 37.3. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. The elder explains that the saints in white robes are martyrs from the great tribulation. The robes are white because of the name for which the martyrs died, Jesus Christ. The Savior's own sacrifice caused their robes to be cleaned beyond their own means of whitening. For this reason, they are before the throne of God, and they serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them. They will hunger no longer, nor thirst any more, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. Once the great tribulation got underway, there were still countless individuals who heard the word of God 
believed in the life, death, and resurrection of the Son of God and refused to deny their Redeemer. These were murdered for their convictions and found themselves in the service of the Almighty in his temple before the throne of God. The reward for their overcoming is the protection of God's tabernacle. Further, they believed the promises of the living Christ. From Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And Luke 6, 21. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. And John 6.35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. The promises of Psalm 23 are fulfilled, along with the promise of the prophet Isaiah from chapter 25, verse 8. He will swallow up death for all time, and the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. It is important at this particular moment in the Revelation to remember the words of Jesus from Matthew chapter 10, beginning in verse 26. Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather Fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near.